0: After reading Oxen of the Sun, I was left with one driving question. What do I pretend to be an expert in? I know, I know, this chapter demonstrates an incredible level of mastery over more linguistic styles of English than I can even name. But I just couldn't get past the parts of this chapter which focused on conversations in a hospital, between men, about childbirth, with no female perspectives. The medical students, who I guess are hardly much older than I am, participate in high-level debates over the nature and ethics of childbirth. They're quote-unquote qualified by their educational backgrounds in medicine and perhaps even clinical exposure, but none of them will ever give birth to a child. The only women are the nurse, who is represented, in my mind, as nagging when she urges the men to behave and speak responsibly, and Mrs. Purifoy, whose overheard cries in childbirth are woefully insufficient to alter the course of their debates. This one-sided debate forced me to consider my own perspective on issues, both simple and complex. Do I present myself as an expert on the things I love? I follow football and the Patriots intensely, parroting the opinions of reporters and analysts that I trust. But I've never played or even coached football in any competitive sense. How can I really criticize the decisions of people with so much more experience and proximity to the game than me? And I love baseball, particularly the Red Sox, but how much do I really understand it? Because if I was an expert, then assuredly I would have played much better on the field. What about other things that frustrate me? I'm not an expert on dating or relationships, and that's for sure, although I'm always willing to give advice to friends. So maybe they should start taking that advice with several grains of salt. I'm definitely not an expert in networking or applying for jobs. Otherwise my career discernment process and my summer internship search would be going a lot smoother. And most relevantly, I'm not an expert in literature or language or Ulysses. And I think that's why I'm focusing on the broader question of expertise rather than particular segments or features of this chapter. I'm not familiar enough with these different styles to appreciate the subtle shifts or to detect the irony of certain phrases. I'm one of the suckers who loved lines like 414 to 415. His heart shook within the cage of his breast as he tasted the rumor of that storm. Or lines 1078 to 1080. The voices blend in fuse and fuse in clouded silence. Silence that is the infinite of space and swiftly, silently, the soul is wafted over regions of cycles of generations that have lived. It's easy to appreciate the sonic beauty of these lines, but I don't have the encyclopedic knowledge to appreciate these styles in the context of other eras. So what's the point of Oxen of the Sun? I wouldn't dare to choose just one, but what I think I learned is to scrutinize where my knowledge comes from, and also to enjoy genius, especially Joyce's, even if I can't really understand all of its layers.